0: Hey, can you do me a favor? Turn that light bulb on. There we go. That's perfect. Let's wake these people up. Hello, fellow listeners. Welcome to Food for Thought, where we inspire you to think and feed you knowledge that can be applied to your everyday life. I'm your host, Juan Cruz, and with me, we have my wife, which I'm so excited to have you here. Hi. So. Uh, The reason why, and hopefully this can continue to be an every time thing that we do, because uh, a lot of people ask me, how do you um, come to your thought process when you're doing the things that you do, and how do you kind of get there? And a lot of people think that I do it a lot by myself, but I say it many times on the podcast that I do it with my wife. My wife is an integral part into everything that I do. And a lot of times when I come into certain thoughts, she'll um, further my thought process. So where it's kind of going somewhere and I kind of hit like a pause, she uh, says something that kind of expands my thoughts so much more. So this is exactly why I wanted to have my wife on here. And hopefully she does this on a more constant basis. But the reason why... um, I I I held off so long on doing this and me and my wife kind of decided this and why maybe you haven't heard so much is because we don't want to put out a podcast unless it's well thought out. Something that has, um, we feel like it's something to talk about. We don't want to just go on and blab multiple things that make n- absolutely no sense. We don't want to, um... Mm-hmm say things that maybe we haven't fully looked into or thought about ourselves because then we just sound like people who get on a podcast and just uh spew out whatever hatred they have whatever judgments they have and that's not what this podcast is for the reason why i did this is to give you something to think about on your daily basis in which maybe i see is becoming a trend and maybe it's going in the wrong way and maybe uh, nobody's giving something to think about and that's why we put a pause to it, because there was uh, maybe the last podcasts weren't exactly where I wanted them to go. They were still good podcasts, but they weren't more as good as the first few, which so many people said. Everybody loved uh, Leslie and Fernando, and um, Fernando is definitely going to get back on with me. We just haven't had the chance to do that one, which me and my wife have been trying to set up a date and a time. And hopefully he'll get into some deeper subjects this next time that he, we couldn't talk about last time. Um, Also with my brother, a lot of you uh, from uh, the barbershop have asked me about my brother. And hopefully I get the chance to do one with my brother. And almost every single person asked me about my wife. They said, how did that come about? So this is why hopefully this becomes and I can get uh, I have a third mic ready. So it's just a matter of getting that done. So anyways, back to this whole thing. So. Um, with my with the podcast one of the things the reason why we wanted to do this one was because we had seen this article that somebody had sent and it was about an article of marriage about the about the institution of marriage and how it was becoming a problem um, or it was almost suffocating our society how it was if anything it was um, bringing more loneliness because on the article it said and correct me if, if there's some things that are missing that i don't remember just tell me but um one of the things that it said on there was when you get married you tend to lose a lot of your friendships because uh you enter into marriage and um since you dedicate so much more time uh you, you don't spend as much time on your friendships with your mother and your father maybe you don't dedicate as much time uh your social life gets lost um and, and you find more loneliness within marriage than you do outside of marriage. Now, this bugged me so much because at the end of this whole article, what this girl ended up writing, and it was on Apple News, and maybe a whole bunch of you have read this because I think it tends to like um, pop up on a lot of uh, articles, or maybe it depends on what you're reading. So maybe some of you have read this read this article, but it's at the end of the article she writes. Um, uh, at the with the institution of marriage and how things are going, she writes something i 'm paraphrasing a little bit here because i don 't know exactly how it was, but uh, she says um, with all the loneliness that we 're having, we need a fix to this institution of marriage or something like that i don 't remember exactly what it said. do you think you could pull it up on there so then so as my wife pulls it up. Um, And this bugged me so much because it's uh, everything that she said, I don't see a downside to this. Um, One of the things that she had said was uh, losing friendships. Now, I don't think that it's a bad thing to lose friendships, to be honest with you, Uh, because there's a lot of friendships that you have. um, My my wife just found it. And I want to read this to you because it's so important on what it says. It says here. It says, in a country with an epidemic rate of loneliness expanding our sense of what counts as meaningful love. So um, she pretty much says before this, what if you could share health care benefits with your sister or her son or take paid leave to be with your close friend who had an operation? In a country with epidemic rates of loneliness, expanding our sense of what counts as meaningful love, and acknowledging the supporting relationships in all their forms. So she goes to say that there is an epidemic rate of loneliness now,
1: but she contradicts herself. Yeah, with because article with that.
0: she says, you know. Uh, so th- this is this is what I found very um, uh, wrong with this article because. The institution of marriage in the last few years has begun to uh, go down. So we started looking up, and she says all the statistics on there, more or less, that it goes down by like 60%, 70%. Uh, less and less people are getting married, um, and it's becoming such a high rate of people that just want to live uh, separately. Now, when is it that loneliness starts to come in? This um, this epidemic rate of loneliness is at the same exact time, if you look at the years, it's the same exact times in which um, this institution of marriage started to go down, which was in the last few decades. So we're, we're talking about 90s, 2000, 2010, and on. So those three uh, decades, so the 90s, the 2000s, and now in this decade that we're in right now. So if you think about this, um, you you see how all this is going on, and you see the last few decades have been, uh, the institution of marriage has gone down. And ironically, uh, the epidemic rate of loneliness is all, has gone down. So this is what I found um, very contradicting in this article, that she says that it's because of the institution of marriage. If it was because of the institution of marriage, you would see the institution of marriage go up, and then the the loneliness, the epidemic rate of loneliness also going up. So obviously, the epidemic rate of loneliness is not being caused by the institution of marriage. And this is kind of why I created this podcast because I said, if, if some of you had listened to my podcast in the beginning on the reason for this podcast, and which is the intro to all of this, is I, I feel like social media has a massive, massive, massive effect on uh, loneliness because you take a picture And me and my wife talk about this all the time. You take a picture, and that picture gets taken. And when you take that picture, it's a moment of you partying, and you hanging out with your friends. And you show this one happy moment that you had. And then after you take that picture, you post it up on Facebook. And then you step aside, and then you sit back down. And many people have experiences where they sit back down, and they're just kind of waiting uh, for a moment to happen within the party, within the club, or whatever it is.
1: Or because they're bored.
0: Or because they're bored. And then... Then there's a person on the other side of, uh, of that social media that's at home listening to whatever their parents told them to do, um, and remind me to get back to that, about a part of the commandments that says something, but that's listening to their parents that told them, stay home, do your homework, do this, that's being uh, obedient to their parents in, in a way, shape, or form, and they're looking at that uh, post that was put up there, and they're seeing that a person is happy. "Quote unquote, they're happy, but You're happy. yeah, but they they're not showing all the depressed moments that that person's having. So what that person on the other side of the computer is looking at is they're going, oh my god, like that person is having fun and I'm having no fun. So I need to find happiness in what that person is finding happiness. So because they have a drink in their hand, they say I need to go out and drink because that's what's going to make me happy. So." Uh, this is one of the reasons for the loneliness that I see is, is, is this social media. So that person decides to go off to do this thing, and then when they don't find happiness, they enter into this sense of loneliness. Now, what I did want to talk about was a uh, quick little uh, uh, side note here is that on the Ten Commandments, because a lot of people say this, uh, that, that religion tries to oppress you. It says religion oppresses you. And that's not true. And one of the commandments says, um, it says, honor your mother and your father, and you shall live a prosperous life. Okay? Now, there's different forms, but more or less uh, different ways that it's written. But more or less, this is a generalization that if you listen to your parents, that you'll live a prosperous life. Now, if religion wanted to oppress you, why would they want to Uh, for you to live a prosperous life, right? Oppression is to bring you down. So um, if you think about this, you know, why, I always tell people this, why would you go and cross a canyon and figure out and break your head trying to build a bridge across a canyon when your parents have already built a, a bridge just a few miles down the road? Why not go over their bridge and go farther in what your parents, than what your parents went. And because that's what our parents want in the end. And, and now that we have children, this is what I want for my children. I wanna be able to make mistakes. I want to be able to fix my own mistakes, teach my children the mistakes. They learn the mistakes and then they go farther than where, than where I go, as far as we go. I want my, my children to do better than me, as far as in a sense of um, the belief in God, and uh, as far as prosperity in life, uh, how they treat their wife, their children. I want them to do better. So uh, God doesn't want, um, He doesn't want to oppress you. He wants a prosperous a prosperous life for you. So back to everything. Um, so this is something that began to, to bug me. Uh, so this is why we kind of ended up doing this podcast. Now, going back into the subject, I had a a talk with um, a client of mine today, and when we were talking about this subject, uh, we were talking a little bit about marriage, and I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to kind of put him on blast, but we were talking, and he kind of asked me, you know, why do you have kids? Like, why so many? Because we have five. Me and my wife together have five children, and people ask me, why do you have so many kids? This is... um, This is dumb. You know, he thinks in a sense I'm like rich. And I'm like, I am far from rich. I am not rich at all. And he tells me, he's like, you have to be making a whole bunch of money. You have to be doing this to be able to take them out to Disney, to be able to do all these things. And I told him, no. I said, in fact, I I believe in many ways God provides. And on top of that, he gives me the knowledge and the intellect to at least be able to handle my money in a way that... It goes more towards my children, towards the house, towards the things that we need. Uh, me and my wife don't live, uh, we don't go off buying uh, top-of-the-line purses or for, for my wife, and nor do I buy top-of-the-line shoes. Now, those of you who are clients in the barbershop, you've seen my shoes. My shoes are not the greatest shoes. And I, I let them get worn out until I need to buy new shoes, which I actually do need to buy new shoes. But that's besides the point. But anyways, but, um, But anyways, so um, I don't allow other people to dictate my decisions because I thought, in a way, because of my my thought process, because of who I am, I I have, in a sense, freedom. I have true freedom because, and I think God gives this to me. The religion in which uh, this Catholicism, which I live in, gives me this freedom. And me and my wife were talking about this. And true freedom comes from discipline. True, true, true freedom comes from discipline because you cannot have true freedom if you do not um, control your decisions. Because if you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, I'm going to wake up at 10 in the morning at whatever time I want, that's not true freedom because you're being a slave to your base passion. So you're following whatever your body wants you to do. And your body wants you to wake up at nine in the morning. Now, to have true freedom is to say, I'm going to wake up at six in the morning. You know, a drug, a drug addict, he'll, he's a slave to his base passion. An alcoholic, he's a slave to his base passion. He goes to drink because his body wants him to drink. He wants, he desires that drink so bad. So to have true freedom is to completely say to yourself, I am not going to do this. Body, you want to do this. You're not going to do this. In religion, uh, uh, Catholicism, through Christianity, through many different things, you do find true freedom within this. So I see this that this is uh, a plus, a benefit. Now, uh, because of that, we're able to, uh, because I don't allow myself to buy shoes that I want, the things that I need, and everything, it allows me to be able to push the money a little bit towards my children, me and my wife. We give up, we sacrifice certain things in order to be able to give uh, more towards the house, more towards the things that we need. And we understand that in some way, shape, or form, it does exceed something, but something better comes out of it. So back to coming on to this, we will jeez I lost my train of thought here
1: no you you skipped up about this whole article of this marriage this person who spoke all this which at the end I don't know if you read but uh, she first of all she couldn't like I said contradicts herself at the end but says that her and her I guess partner will not be getting married because of um let me read. Um, I don't think choosing... Uh, it says... think choosing not getting married will save us from loneliness. But I think expanding our sense of what love looks like might. We decided not to get married. For now, at least. I mean... Her decision on getting married... I mean it's your decision of course everyone's free to to get married not to get married but her decision that she puts why she's not going to get married I feel like it doesn't make sense because of this whole loneliness if you don't want to get married because of what she's fighting about this whole loneliness why even be in a relationship
0: yeah she says uh, she's insinuating that she's going to be with this uh, guy for a long time to come forever But yet she says
1: that marriage makes somebody lonely. So why would you be with somebody in her mind? Why would you be with somebody that at the end is going to make you lonely? I mean, that was her whole article. So for me, it doesn't make sense. She's I mean, her decision whether or not to get married, that's her decision. But what she's pointing out, it doesn't make sense doesn't make sense
0: yeah because she's about to be with this guy for the rest of her life and then the institution of marriage is to be with somebody the rest of her life the only difference that she has between being married and being with this guy the rest of her life is just a paper that says i'm married that's Mm -hmm. it so she's living everything that the institution of marriage is just she's just not going to get married because she doesn't want to fit that uh stigma
1: yeah of loneliness
0: of uh, I'm going to enter into loneliness if I get married.
1: Which this whole loneliness, that's that's not true. Because I think once you get married, you f- if you truly find your beloved, it, 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 God, God says it.
0: God creates a companion, mm-hmm. a perfect companion for you to be able to, uh, that, that can be a help to man. And I think you're right. And it's it's funny because and I did kind of get off subject. This is why I have my wife here, because it kind of puts me back on subject. So, um,
1: this whole but- person that she says that it's it's it that being married. I'm pointing out because this person wrote this. Being married equals in her in her brain equals loneliness, and I feel like that's not true. Like God says that He's gonna give you this companion uh, to be with you. In, um, in whatever uh, situation, I mean, that's the opposite of loneliness if, if you see it. And more if you are open to life and you have children, you are not lonely. You're constantly with children, either one is at school, one is at home. Okay, You're- but
0: let's put a pause on that because before we get into the whole children thing.
1: No, I'm talking about
0: this whole loneliness that she's talking about. No, I know, I know, I know, but and it's true that you do go there, but to kind of rewind back a little bit. That that loneliness, you you lose friendships, which a lot of the friends that we have in society are not good friends. The reason why we keep these friends and they mooch off of the successful ones, the ones who don't have so much success mooch So they're like a leech. They suck off the ones who are successful. They want to be around you because maybe you have some money and then you'll pay for breakfast, you'll pay for lunch, you'll pay for dinner. And I'm like that. I was was one of those people. I kept friends around because um, I was lonely and they weren't true friends. And the second I began to talk to you, they were like, why are you spending time with her? But the ones that were true friends and literally there was like one or two that were true friends. I'm going to say one. And I don't want to name any names because I don't want to put anybody else on blast. But one really was was truly saying.
1: You're about to say his name.
0: I support, I support you. I support you in everything. And he didn't say, he didn't leave me. He didn't say, oh, you're a loser. You're this, you're that. He said, go for it. That was a true friend, and and all he did was help guide me towards a good decision making with you. That when moments I would stray off, or maybe I didn't want, or I was scared, or I didn't have the courage to do certain things, he would say, "Hey, listen, do this." So it's not a bad thing if you get married, and you do lose some friends. Marriage actually can filter out some of these friends who are not good friends. You know, uh, another one of the things is, what does what does so much of your social life really help out in your in in your in in who you are as a being as a person so what in an article she says drinking what do you what what does drinking do for you besides take away your money you know maybe leave you drunk health problems uh with a headache the next day you know because you were drinking you got drunk the night before i mean is that it's really such a bad thing to be able to lose that in your life, to lose friends who mooch off of you, uh, your social life of drinking and being with friends who aren't good influences in your life. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. So I agree. And then the part of the children, this is the other part that I look at. And this is the part that me and this other person were discussing in the barbershop, that um, if you have a child with the thought of, I want to have a kid for him to make me happy. Then, then yes, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. And a lot of people have children nowadays because they want uh, to find that for the child to make them happy. So fit
1: the picture of the perfect picture. Of,
0: yeah, because you know? because they're looking for ha- exactly they're looking for that perfect picture because mm-hmm. society says if you have a beautiful wife, a beautiful children, a good home, then you're going to be happy. And the children it is part the of the equation.
1: The picture. Oh, like yeah, yeah, and, and, and
0: the dog. So you look at this and you, you say to yourself, okay, I want to have a kid so he makes me happy. And then when you say that you have this kid and he doesn't make you happy, it, it frustrates you. And this is why a lot of parents, they don't sometimes, and, and young parents will still go through this. And hopefully as time goes on, you grow out of it. But they don't maybe feed their kids. They don't care whether the kids dress. They don't care about growing as a human being to Um, uh, better themselves to get a better job to make more money to put food on the table out of love for the child but when you when you have a child when two people who love each other have a child and the concept is to be able to give that love that they've grown so much for so much love to another child that they can share this love with that love makes you do things that maybe you never thought that you would do and it, it makes you want to work harder to put more money on the table it makes you want to change a lot of the flaws you have because when you have when you're married and you have a child, that flaw that you have and we look at it as sin, that flaw that you have gets amplified times ten. And that flaw that you have when you get selfish that's, that flaw is amplified because you see that not only do you suffer, but now that child suffers because you don't want to wake up in the morning because you want to sleep in because you decided to party the night before or you decided to go out with your friends the night before, so you don't want to wake up to make breakfast for the child. So in a way, the child also helps you to grow, um, to be able to change who you are as a person.
1: Yeah, at the end, what well, this is my, my um, personal opinion, but I feel like uh, if... You don't want a child. If I'm talking if you're in a relationship, if you're a marriage it, it all comes down to, like you said, selfishness. Because you don't want to give your life. Either if it's a medical condition or at the end. Because people could say, well, I have this condition. Uh, it's very risky uh, for me to have a child. Um, but at the end, it's that because... Uh, who wants to be sick I, I get morning sickness real bad in the pregnancies i have
0: cholestasis. Cholestasis.
1: cholestasis and um at the end it's because you don't want to suffer you know you don't want to go through the pains you don't want it, and and that's at least my opinion of why not everyone not all of them but most of wo- the women uh, don't want to be open to life uh the selfishness that comes in part but it's it's sad to see that um that they don't see the end run you know like um, like somebody told me that um the devil only presents to you uh, uh let's say the first line but he only presents to you this little picture he doesn't present to you uh the end run like the end of the story let's say um, he'll tell you, well, you have to live today. You have to enjoy your husband. You guys are young. You have to travel. You have to um, buy, work hard to, to buy this huge house and then have the children, have the money, and then have the children. He tells you that lie, but Five years or ten years when you want to have the children, what if God doesn't want to give you children, or at that time you can't or you fall ill or you can't
0: or, or not even that you also you, you you never end up having the kids because you're never ready, you yeah. never have the right house, you never have the amount of money, you never do any of this and you never want to make the sacrifices to be able to give your time for the child, and that's what I was telling this this guy um is that it does take some sacrifice and there's so many studies and so many numbers to say you have to make s- at least $75,000 to be able to have at least one child. And that's, and we were having children and this is, you know, God truly provided in that time, but we were having, we were making maybe $22,000, $30,000 and, and there's moments where we couldn't even sometimes pay the bills. And we had a daughter and our daughter has grown up to be a beautiful little girl. I mean, not Perfect. She's not by any means perfect. Nobody ever is. And
1: she had everything. She, she didn't, she had toys. She didn't, people think that, oh, if you have her under that scenario, like, poor child, like, it, that's not the case. She had a lot of toys, actually had to throw a bunch of toys out. I mean, she had enough, you know? People think that you need to have this to be happy, and and that's, that's the problem, that people think you need to have this amount to be happy. Why are, it's changing a little going off from? but why are people killing themselves? Billionaires, stars, movie stars, actors, they have it all. They have all this money that, quote unquote, makes you happy. I mean, then obviously it doesn't. So for me that, oh, you need to make this much to have a child, that's a lie that it's even dumb to say because you see all these people killing themselves with bunch of money, and obviously that's not the answer. So, why not have a child whether or not you have the money? That's not it. You shouldn't base uh, your decision on having a child, and of course, like if you're married or whatever it might be, this that's different. But, but if, if everything you know you want to, and but you don't have the money, it, it, God will provide. It. I mean, that's at least that's our experience. God provided my daughter was dressed, fed, it had everything she wanted. Yeah, I mean, we, but it, that's
0: yeah, and th- um, this is what you know, he, he kept asking me. He was like, But why? But why? And, and especially in a time where we're so selfish, uh, this, this is what's kind of destroying our who we are is this selfishness that we have that we can't let go of us it has to be us 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 And in japan is is going through this uh i think london is going through this america is going through this
1: selfishness
0: where this this selfishness where they're all saying let's let go of marriage let's let go of uh of um of, of being with somebody uh, a, a partner let's let's stop having kids let's just have sex as we please let's use contraceptives let's stop everything and then we could just live by ourselves and now they're, they have one of the highest rates of loneliness so and sad. they have a high rate of suicide on top of that they also um, the, the, they believe I, I saw a statistic that showed that they think that Japan uh, will be a dying nationality because since they have more uh, people dying of old age than children that are being born then in a few years they believe that the race the the not the race the nationality of the the japan the people will, will just cease to exist it will just become extinct and it will only be people that are coming off and it's crazy because this is what's happening and whether you look at it from a religious standpoint a political standpoint an economical standpoint it just makes sense to do a little bit kind of what the bible says just uh have children multiply because who are the kids that are paying for the social security the who's paying for the social security of the people who are 65 years old right now i don't know if a lot of people know this but the people who are paying for the social security of the people who are 65 years old is people like me uh people who are working right now there's on your paycheck it says social security that money isn't going in a bank somewhere for you eventually to get that money. That money is going towards the person who's 65 years old right now. So if there's less people in America, and there's more people who are of older age, especially the baby boomers, so there's, there's thousands and thousands of people, and there's only a few hundred people, guess, guess what? Since that bill needs to get split up between a 100 hundred thousand people and only a few hundred can pay for it. i'm just giving some smaller uh smaller numbers to give you a better idea but since the bill needs to get split up by a smaller amount you're paying way more per person so obviously the more children that you have the more even that balance is so from both every standpoint it's good to have kids it's not bad the problem is we don't see where our selfishness takes us and how far and how much and how destructive it is
1: not yeah, that's a good point. Not, but not only money-wise. I mean, for you. why
0: I said it on, on every from yeah, uh, but, from a philosophical, theological, economical, a selfish, uh, a bettering of a human being. Uh, yeah,
1: for you, for, for yourself. Uh, I could say from experience that every child has taken me out of from my selfishness, and people think, oh, you must go crazy. You must, you're tired. Yes, but I'm I am tired, but I am more happy now. Than when I had just one kid. I am more happy. Because it's true. Like when, When you close yourself to life. You live this selfishness. That for you, for you, for you. And when you don't find the answer. That the world or the social media is telling you. That that's the answer. You fall into this darkness. This emptiness. This depression. That you think. Okay, well I'm doing everything the blog or whatever they're telling me to youtube and i'm still feeling like this why am i feeling like this you know and it comes down to that to selfishness that you live for yourself but when you live for the other that's when you receive happiness in my experience when i give myself to my children donate myself to my children that's where i'm happy and when i do fall into not not wanting to serve them more a day that i just want you know eh, to To do my own will, um, uh, you do. You feel sad. You feel uh, and grumpy, angry, and, and it's, at the end, it's, it comes down to that selfishness.
0: Oh, oh, that—that's that, what I wanted to talk about. I'm so glad that you said that. You see, this is why I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. So, there's a few main reasons for depression. Now, um, one of them is uh, genetics. So, a chemical imbalance inside of your head that you have because uh, there's many chemicals. So, when you have a chemical imbalance, you have um, – uh, you're pre- predisposed to depression. You also have um, the living of the past. These are people – many people are depressed because they live in the past, um, now, living in the past, they keep replaying this moment and they can't live for today, so they get depressed. This is uh, something that you see a lot. The third one. Now, we, we didn't have that much depression here in America, right? Depression has started to grow recently in like the last 10 to 15 years massively, really since MySpace started growing, okay? Now, the third reason of depression is meaning the lack of meaning to your life when you don't have meaning to your life and, and a lot of people don't see this that um in the essence of this really the root of everything comes down to god but let me kind of put you through the thought process a little bit to see where this kind of all goes because um when you don't have nothing to wake up for in the morning you think to yourself i have no reason to live i don't want to live because what am i waking up for now um having a spouse gives you a little bit of meaning The the child gives you a little bit of meaning now all of this gives you some meaning when and i hate when psychologists and and i hope whoever is a psychologist listen to jordan peterson because jordan peterson is one of the leading clinical psychologists in the world period almost proven in many ways um but jordan peterson says something very interesting and and this is this is said, I like how he takes the reference from the Bible, too. It, it, um, when you're able to uh, do something, when you're able to put into work, when you're able to wake up, uh, whether it be uh, for your child, for something, and you're able to do, uh, put some responsibility on yourself, it gives you some type of meaning. It does help you out. And, and a lot of psychologists will say, don't. If you're depressed... Take more time for yourself. I don't like this at all. And we had spoken about this. I forgot with who I think it was with, Leslie and Fernando on the podcast. But they say, take time for yourself. This does not help anything. Taking time for yourself does not get you out of depression. Many people, uh, good psychologists will say, "Take um, take upon yourself some responsibility. Because then it gives meaning to your life. It doesn't help you escape because to escape the thought of what you're suffering from doesn't save you nor take you out of depression, but it gives you some meaning, something to wake up for. It allows you to start off, and the child helps provide that for you a little bit. Now, I don't think that that should be the reason why you live, but it gives you some meaning, but the reason why you should live in the essence you know, should be uh, the truth being God, This we'll get into later, because that's not really what we're trying to talk about. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking, answer that. I'll answer that, but in the later podcast, because that's not what we're trying to talk about today. But I will say this, that this is the reason why we enter into so much depression. We have so much depression right now, because there's no meaning to our lives in which we're living in right now. And, uh you you're trying you're trying to find it through social media you're trying to find it through through something else
1: through all these slides that the uh, propagandas and and things in the tv and everything put up that if you dress like this if you all this it, it, they're telling the youth you'll be happy if you have like this pair of sneakers or this iphone mm-hmm. or this laptop or this And people fall for that. And they go for that. And once they get it, they realize the truth. That happiness doesn't come from this. And once that hits them, that's when depression comes. Like, man, like I did what my friends did. Oh, I have what my friends have. How come they're happy and how come I'm not happy?
0: And that's something that I had gone through. I went through that. I had everything that I wanted. A TV. I had the, the new Mac laptop. I had... I had more things that I have now, and I have five children I have a wife. Everything that society had told me you know oh too many kids is gonna that's that's not gonna make you happy, and a wife listening to your wife is not gonna make you and 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 the guys that I work with are are witnesses to this, so anybody who's a client who who doubts this, you can ask Gus and Xavier which are the, my two workers they um I, I like to spend time with you. I like to be with you, and you are my friend. You are one of my best friends, and you are the love of my life. And while a lot of guys, they want to escape that, and they want to, they want to get away from that, um, I, on the other sense, and, and I like to spend time with you. I like to include you on my every moment because you we share these moments together, and I think it's a beautiful thing. And some people say, well, they nag me all the time. Well, they do this. You know what? It happens with us too also. But that nagging is a good thing. Whoever says that it's not, it's a good thing. Because when a person um, tries to correct you or they they probably nag you, you know, quote-unquote nag. I'm, I'm doing the air quotes here because I don't think nag is really a good word. When they bother you, it's because they think that you can be a... Uh, a better version of yourself they see a better version within yourself so they correct you they tell you when when a wife just doesn't care anymore and she stops nagging you quote-unquote they don't care they don't care and they don't think that you can be a better version of yourself so they just let you be because they understand that you've reached the pinnacle of your being and this is, is something scary to think about but a lot of guys don't think about it like this They think, oh, my wife is perfect. She doesn't nag me. That means that your wife doesn't think that you can be any better than what you are. She thinks that you've reached reached the pinnacle of your perfect version, and you've stopped there.
1: Or she doesn't care enough. Like, it it comes down to that. Like, people say, oh, why go on dates? Why, oh, that's too much work. Or why, you know, uh, work on the relationship? when somebody doesn't or go on dates or talk not only quote-unquote nag or it, it, at the end it's because you don't care you know when you don't care for something you don't you don't bother even telling that person anything you know so that shows a lot that shows love in a way I mean a correction you know I, I wouldn't call it nag but uh
0: I think I think correction is a good word because in, in the Bible it does a good. A, a, there's a verse that's very nice. It's called fraternal correction. So if you love somebody, you'll correct them.
1: Yeah, you know, the same you do for me, and I do for you. I mean, it, it's vice versa. It, it, in the marriage, it doesn't go. I I correct him, and that's it. Or she corrects me. It, it goes both ways. I mean, both ways.
0: And. Um, I think that this is a good thing when you have this fraternal correction or this spouse, spousal, I think that's the word, correction. Because the other person is helping you to become a better version of yourself. And and also this, this sacrifice that I, I was talking about earlier, you said something perfect, um, but it reminded me about this, that um, some somebody today, I don't want to say who... But somebody today had asked me, and they said, um, you know, because I, I have a cell phone, and a lot of people are witness to this. I've actually, I've been downgrading cell phones in a way. I've been trying this because um, I don't want to be a slave to my base passions. And truly, and you know this, babe, I'm, I love technology, and I don't want to be a slave to the technology I don't want to be run by uh, certain things that might pop up or that might be there. I don't have internet on my phone. Um, Gus and Xavier are witnesses to this too. I don't have Xavier. Uh, I mean, I don't have a – my bad if you're listening to this, man. But I don't have uh, Facebook. I don't have um, Instagram. Uh, I don't have Snapchat. I don't have none of these.
1: That goes for we. We
0: Yeah, we, we don't have this. Um, and we don't, I don't have internet on my phone, um, because I don't want to be a slave to that moment. I, I, I try to discipline myself and a lot of this has come through God. Truly. Honestly, I believe it later on. Like I said, I'll explain a lot of this, this whole behind God thing, but, um, I, I see this, I see that this has begun to help me. I see that it allows me to, to, as I was saying about the whole shoes thing. I don't spend $60, $80, $200 every three to four weeks on shoes. My shoes last me a year. And you know what? The reason why I don't worry about what other people think about me is because I know that I, I know that all I care about is the love of my family and of God. I don't need the client's approval that my shoes are good. I don't care if they make fun of me, which they do. They do. Some people make fun of me and they say, oh, your shorts. Those are my picnic shorts. Let me borrow those so I can put them on my picnic table. But I but I don't care. You know why? Because my shorts, my shoes, everything lasts me a long time. And that money gets pushed towards other things, towards my children, towards my family, towards my wife, towards a vacation, towards other things that can be useful. So these things, uh, they're sacrifices, but they're well deserved in, in, in that sacrifice i gain intelligence because i'm not wasting my time on youtube there was times where i would go to the bathroom and you're a witness to this when we first got married i'd go to the bathroom i'd go on youtube and like i'd start going to number two and, and my thought was to be there for just 10 15 minutes and be out and next thing you know you do an hour and then you look over and you're like 45 minutes have gone by and you just you start off on something stupid, something so dumb, and you just keep watching and watching and watching and watching. Next thing you know, time goes by, and we waste so much time on this. Time gets wasted on this. And I see that not having Facebook, not having Instagram, not having none of this, um, I've spent more time with my kids. I spend more time on dates. I, I, I'm able to help out more in the house. And this this discipline has been a good thing. It's given me a sense of freedom, a, f- a sense of not caring so much. The, m- me and Gus went through, I think Gus went through like two years, two and a half years without a cell phone. Without a cell phone. And we talked about it. We talked about it just a few days ago. That's probably the most free we have ever felt. Being without a cell phone. It's such a free, freeing sensation to know... you're not uh, you're not a slave to something that you're like constantly checking texting because you do
1: it's crazy you do just the other day and i don't have the same thing i don't have facebook or any of that but the same thing goes for me just even a text or uh notification or whatever like it, it it's you have to check like if that buzzer goes on like you have to check like who text who and the other day, we I left my cell phone at home. We went to the store, and I, and I saw that I'm like, oh my god, I I, I'm addicted to my phone. I have problems because, I was sitting in the car waiting, and I did not, <laughs> I, it felt like forever that you were in the store. And I'm like, what is taking him so long? I look the time. was like, what, twenty minutes, fifteen minutes,
0: the max, yeah,
1: yeah, and. And I thought, oh my God, I have issues. Like I have issues, and it's—I I don't have Instagram. I don't have any of that. So but wait, just wait. even a text.
0: I. So everybody doesn't think my wife is. My wife will go to the store with all five kids. Um, I mean, little by little. I mean, we're we're trying to reduce that so she can make the most of her time and get some relaxing time. But my wife will go to the store with all five kids, and I think that's also a good gift from God because you weren't like that. Oh, 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 like a few years ago, but in, especially in the last years, you've really you do that so much but she was, she was sick you were sick that day, so yeah. I, I was going to the store, she was throwing up and she just I wanted to take her out to be with me and just kind of run an errand, just to kind of see some sun, and she was sitting in the car, just with the baby, relaxing, and I was running the errands, which I normally don't do, which I missed a whole bunch of stuff, but uh you know it's this is something beautiful i honestly think so like the more and more now marriage isn't easy marriage is such hard work and that's going to be yes the other name of this podcast because i told everybody this is going to be a few parts of the podcast that love would be multiple parts and i think this should be love part two because i have you Because I wanted to speak about love in many different forms, and many different ways, and how marriage is a good thing. And I think one of the things that love part two should be is that you need to have people who can open your eyes to marriage. Because sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we do. And sometimes you need to have somebody who can help. Uh, guide you and counsel you and maybe we're not the guide or the counsel but um, we could put thoughts that sometimes your friends will tell you certain things and they'll say uh, no you should forget about your girl or screw her and that's a bad thought because I haven't fully formulated that thought but you shouldn't listen to those type of people that want to destroy a family When your friend wants to destroy a whole family, you should be very cautious as to who your friend is. Because he's telling you to to get away from your wife, get away from your spouse that you have children with, and destroy the family. And he doesn't think about the repercussions of what's to happen. Like my wife was saying, that um, the devil never shows you the other half what's to come. He just says, she's being a snob. There's other words that us as humans use, but... A lot of people tell me that they listen to the podcast with children in their car, so I don't want to say bad words. But they say my wife is being a you know what, and that's all you see. And you say, "I just want to get, I want to stop this, I want to just end this and forget this marriage." And your friend says, "Forget about it, let it go." When somebody wants to break that up, and before you do it yourself, you have to think to yourself, "What am I doing? Who's going to suffer?"
1: you don't see like i said you don't see the full picture because in a moment of uh anger it's very very dangerous when you're angry that's what you need to to uh talk 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 in a marriage because when you get angry you could say many many things and like the devil will only you only have this picture of screw him i'm out i'm gone or um sorry for my language or you know i'm leaving and fine you could leave you could you know leave your husband leave your wife whatever it might be but the devil doesn't tell you the end of the story okay you leave let's say you have a child a, a girl a seven-year-old or eight-year-old and you're bound to feel lonely at some time you're gonna probably end up with another guy or somebody a boyfriend and of course a boyfriend of okay? it's not his child My uh, might abuse of your child i rape your child now I there's th- that th-
0: there's actually a high statistic a yeah. very very high statistic of people who end up in these scenarios and they actually get abused this is i don't know the numbers off the top of my head and i don't want to spew out numbers that i don't know but i do know it's such a high rate it's like one in five maybe one in every six. I don't know what the number is.
1: It's it's very high that that happens because obviously it's not their child. And if you're getting with somebody because you're just lonely, that's just a relationship that is obviously not good, especially if you're in sin, if you were married. Anyway, the devil doesn't tell you how it's going to end. It just tells you at that moment that you're angry with your spouse. Screw him. I'm leaving. I don't want to hear you. Bye. That's all you want to hear. That's all you want to say. But he doesn't tell you, okay, look what's gonna happen to your child or look what's gonna happen to the future or you're gonna have to work because now you don't have your husband who's gonna take care of your child. or maybe whoever you leave your child with might abuse them or my, or she might feel lonely or she might feel sad or she might be depressed when she grows up. Or, or you even don't, at that you don't if, see if, the full story.
0: If you break up the marriage, the father, let's say, I'm give one, one example, but they can, it can go vice versa. But just let's say let's take it from the father's standpoint the father breaks up the marriage the mom was trying to work things out but because the father listened to the friend the father now breaks up the marriage the daughter ends up growing hatred towards the father because he was the cause of the breakup of the relationship and many times it doesn't end in a very civil way many times it ends with one of them taking custody so let's say the mother takes the custody and then the mother says your father is blah, 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 blah. And she implants and, and she, she inputs this inception, this thought of the father being the cause of the destruction of the marriage. So no matter what the father says, the daughter sees that the father was the cause of the problem. So because she doesn't want to have the father and she sees she has this father wound. So she says to herself, okay, my father caused this whole destruction of the marriage. I don't like my father. He left us. He abandoned us. So what happens? the daughter begins to look for love within another guy because she never had the love with her father because oh, she'd God. think that her father abandoned her. So what she's looking for is the love of another man to replace the love of the father. And
1: again, we're not saying that this happens or this To is, every single is, is, person. Exactly. Or
0: exactly but happens all this way in this detail. I'm just giving you a more or less a, yeah, co- a way, an idea of what can happen, but it can happen the, in different ways.
1: The point is... That you don't know. That's a point. This is what if we're on if if that happens. We don't know. We don't we don't know somebody that you know. No, we're saying that at that moment that you're angry or whatever it might be. You can You don't see the future. You can't see what's gonna happen. You just think of that moment of yourself. Selfishness to live for yourself. All what we're talking about selfishness it all comes down to selfishness we're not saying that this happens or 100% it's gonna happen That this is that you don't know what's gonna happen so why risk your child or if you don't have a child or what might be of you you know
0: yeah and even at that um regardless of the scenario of what it may be it's just um in a marriage Marriage can make you a better person in multiple ways. It can allow you to grow as a human being, as a person. And a lot of times we don't see it like this. And marriage is is misconceptualized, especially when it's not within the concept of God. And that's the truth. Truth be told, that's the honest to God truth. Because if if you have marriage outside of God, it just doesn't make sense. Because marriage within the concept of God is to make a promise, to make a vow, because it says, it says um, that in, until death do we part. So that means that nothing is going to separate you. Absolutely nothing. Unless uh, some small minor things like that person doesn't want you to follow God. Um or the other thing being you know um, that you're never in love or there's some psychotic, some psychosis, something there, but other than that, that death until death do you part. so it's it, when when you go and you get married uh, through the justice of the peace or something like that, and you say, until death do we part, you're just saying it just to say, it. marriage doesn't have the same context within just an atheistic standpoint it's it's ironic that people want to fight for marriage let's fight let's fight a marriage 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 and really the concept of marriage is to be with somebody for the rest of your life that's where it all started from and people say all oh, the institution of marriage it was created uh the, the religion never had this not true well anyways I think this is a good time to kind of more or less finish the podcast. This is a first time for you. So I'm very happy that you are able to do this with me. I hope that we can do this more and more often because it does create good dialogue. And this is what people like to listen to. Because right now we have a lack of uh, people talking. This is what we're missing in this world is just conversations, just genuine conversations. And I think that's what I like. Uh, Leslie said it perfect the other day. Leslie said, uh, Leslie and Fernando are very good friends of ours, so we hang out with them quite often. And Leslie said, um, and and, and I, I couldn't quite think of it, and this is why I've been holding off on podcasts a lot, because what I want is for people to be able to listen in on conversations. There's, there's such great thought process that come through between people who I we know, that we have uh, great friendships, and I want people to almost eavesdrop. Like, be part of a conversation just listening. Because there's a lot of times where they don't think about these things. They don't ever stop to just think, and they just listen to whatever is posting up on Facebook. And sometimes there's subjects, and, and, and sometimes it doesn't need to be put so well, perfectly said. So, How do you change a person's thought process? How do you change a person who, and this is why freedom of speech is so important, because how do you change a Nazi, a racist, if we're telling them, shut up, suppress your thought, don't say that? Unless we can hear his thought process and who he is and why he's saying what he's saying, we can dialogue with him and talk with him and say... listen boom 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 and explain our thought process and then maybe he can change because all he heard was his mom and dad was telling him to be a racist or to be a nazi so these conversations that we have and i hope it inspires you to be able to keep these conversations going because people can eavesdrop on these conversations and begin to listen to think further it gives them food to think about on a daily basis
1: yeah and i i hope that Whoever's listening takes it like this. It's just a conversation. It's not. Um,
0: we're not intellectual people. E-
1: yeah, we're
0: not. <laughs> we're just regular Joe schmoes like you.
1: <laughs> Stop it.
0: We're like no. the filth of the earth, just like the rest of you. Stop. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. No, they,
1: these are just conversations. It's not like oh, like you know that that's not uh, you know right or it's just conversations and oh god if there was a mic to all the conversations we have we have some real awkward conversations which
0: this is why we don't always do this all the time but listen if you did like this conversation and you did enjoy this i invite you to share this with somebody a lot of people have been asking me juan put up a podcast put up a podcast put up a podcast and i didn't want to do something just to just do it so this is what i want to do i wanted to wait for the right thing to come up and because if I'm doing things just to do things, then they don't come off genuine and they don't come off good. And with my wife, I know that they do.
1: They all come out good with me. I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you did like this um, and this did help you, in which we have heard that this has helped a lot of people. But if it did, well then share this. Share this with somebody. Subscribe because then every time we post up a new one. Because we don't know when we do this. We just do this just... Whenever we come up with something that we think we can think about, um, then just subscribe to it. And as the new ones come up, you'll see them come up. And uh, share this. Share this podcast with somebody if you think that it did help you. If it didn't, well, then you just blow it off and you walk away from it. But hope to hear. I hope you'll be hearing from us soon. So take care. Have a good day.